This is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. James Buhner just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to see you on the internet. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Hello. Uh, so great. K.J. Wright, the final... KJ Wright show of the season, uh, and he was awesome as usual. So. Biggest takeaway of his takeaways with this new staff. I'm sorry, I'm just still focused on the fact that he thinks you should trade DK for a first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get great value back, you have to have that on the table. Of course. Because if you're going to reshape this team in the image that he wants it to, and you've got the draft capital that you've got, which is not horrendous in, in the middle of the first-round pick, and, and with this draft, there's a lot of quality. Mm. But if you could add a second first-round pick to yeah. this draft or an additional it's, it's, second or whatever it may be. You have to do that. Yeah, uh, Salk, you can make Mora sing, but you refuse to dance. That's bad form, pal. Now, hold on a second. Mora has yeah. sang because mm. she was late or mm-hmm. because she lost a bet. I mean, she, mm. we, it wasn't just random. She did things, and that was, well, you know, the, the consequence The very first time you guys it. said I made a bet or a promise, I don't <laughs> think I did. That's not true. Brock. That's, actively just true. tricked me on air into right. making a singing bet on Friday. That's yeah. true. That's so, you know, that's there's been some extenuating I don't know what to tell you about that, but I've never done anything like that. I'm always right. I'm always here. Like so there's no reason <laughs> Always for me right, to, always yeah, here. I never lose that should be your like motto. Every Maybe Salk and I have a bet and always the losers right, got to, you know, have a shirt off and dance at spring training. But I don't think know? that we're oh going to have that. Yeah, certainly the shirt staying on. Let me guarantee you one thing. The shirt staying on. No like Usher. Thank you. just kind of do a dance. You can take yours off if that's what you want. Anyway, I got in a lot of, you know, uh, you know, uh, a big thing yesterday, Brock. Is everybody a big, was... uh, 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 a big thing? Yes. Well, I didn't want to say I got in trouble. I didn't get in any trouble, but but it was uh, it was a rough uh, day. I mean, people uh, are ratioing me left and right. And what is ratioing? What, what do you mean by that? You know, it's when you get more replies than likes. It, it oh. shows that everybody hates what you've had to say. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a it's the lowest of the low. <laughs> I was in a dark spiral. <laughs> Right. Yesterday was depressing. I was home listening to The Cure by myself. Very sad. Right. So thankfully, um, I wanted to come back and respond. I I I understand that there are those out there that think I'm more of a hot take guy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's I promise I don't try to be. But I thought with that in mind today, Brock, we could make more people happy Mm -hmm. by doing some soft takes. We have some soft takes for you guys today. So here's what our show could sound like with some soft takes. Like, guys, I really think Cal Raleigh should start at least two-thirds to three-quarters of the games this year behind the plate. I just, you got to give them those day games after night games. But other than that, (laughs) pitchers and catchers reporting today, really want to see a lot of Cal Raleigh at catcher this year. Can I get some soft music? Is there any little elevator music? Mm. Soft takes. (laughs) Any little dental music and anything, Justin, that you can find in that system. Mm, just we'll have to see. Do you have any soft but, takes for us, Brock? I really, really like the Ryan Grubb hire. <laughs> really? I really like it. What do you it. like about it? I just think he's great. Yeah. He's going to be so awesome. Good soft take I right there. I really, really like Ryan Grubb's hire. Soft takes. <laughs> you know what I would say is George Kirby is poised for a really good year. I think he is going to have a breakout kind of campaign this season. People are going to really like what they see from George Kirby entering his second full season, third on the roster. Mm. He's 26 years old. Mm. I think George Kirby is the guy to watch. That's great. Soft takes. 
Hello, friends. <laughs> this Husky football season was one for the ages. Wait, back to this again? <laughs> Hello, friends. This Husky football season was one I'll never forget. <laughs> that is a soft take right there. That might be the softest <laughs> take we've had. You're going to remember this one? Hello, friends. <laughs> What a what a year for the dogs. Can somebody wind up Brock again, please, so that he says more than the same thing over and over again? Soft take. Here's a here's a big one for you. Big soft take. You know what I think? I think Valentine's Day is just a Hallmark holiday. No. Soft take. What? Yeah. It's been manufactured. Soft take. I'm trying to remember. Soft takes. You and Heather don't exchange gifts on Valentine's, right? No. No. Maybe some chocolate. I'll get, I'll get flowers. You'll get some flowers? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a... You and Betsy into it? You're such a gift giver, Jess. Yeah, That's gift your giver. love language. Is that... I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything in case she's listening, but I am cooking some steaks tonight. I bet you are. Nice. <laughs> Do a little sous vide. You ready for this one? This is hot. Soft take. The 425 says the soft takes lady sounds borderline inappropriate. Well, just like everyone to know that's not me. You could just go a listen sultry. to our sister station, Kyra News Radio. Are you You'll sure hear that's not more? Hold on. Are you sure that's not more played again for Soft me? takes. Can we reveal who it is? Sure. It's Colleen O'Brien. There we go. <laughs> Jed Fish is an amazing recruiter. Oh. With a capital A. Soft takes. Now, <laughs> that is so inappropriate. You know what I think? I think the Seahawks overspent at running back during the Pete Carroll years. They drafted one guy in the first round and at least three in the second round during Pete's tenure. That feels like too much. They've overspent, I think, at the running back position, Brock, and it's time to right side that. Soft takes. <laughs> the gap is so good. I got one last one. This is hard. This is a hard take. No, it's not supposed to be. Don't give it now. This is only for soft, this is soft so, takes. No, this is so hard. <laughs> Who could bring Bill and Pete together other than the Husky football program? Brock, <laughs> 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 I'm noticing a common th- Come <laughs> yours are all about one thing. All of your soft takes. Dude. And they're all takes that I think I've heard you give before. Don't hate on my takes. These like, are just be... your normal takes. Stop judging me, bro. It's 509. Here's my soft take. Yeah. You know, I really believe Brock will use 17 analogies this 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> soft takes. That's a good one. It's true. That's probably, that's probably accurate. <laughs> Here, you want a soft take about life? A lifestyle soft take? Last one. Yes. Can we get the cereal companies together with the Ziploc company oh. so that after you open a bag of cereal, Amen. you can zip it back up again and it doesn't Amen. break all over? It doesn't seem so hard. Why, I mean, do those, why are those bags impossible to open? You can just buy the, the cheap ones that come in the bag that we used to get as kids that don't come in the box. They're oh, just the I guess. With the, with I like just tops. like, I mean, I like like, you know, Trader Joe's. I don't eat fancy cereal or anything, but like. Get the cereal company and Ziploc together with Red Queen and let's just take this <laughs> next step. Soft takes forgetting sarah marshall approach with the big container i have the fresh cereal yes you shall not pass <laughs> anyway there's some soft takes for you uh since you how guys don't feel? like all the hot takes how'd that feel off your lips i feel pretty good i think uh-huh. yeah i feel like we've all learned something today just some uh just some soft takes that was something <laughs> was it 
<laughs> you didn't like the soft She was soft. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it was borderline inappropriate. I agree. Hmm. I agree. I'm not doing cereal Tupperware. Quite frankly, even when you just open it the first time, it never opens right. It always like Agreed. Kind of, like, it opens all Agreed. wrong. It's a mess. You know what else is like that? A lot of the popcorns are like that for some reason. Like. Hmm. Lesser evil and a few like you can't even open them. They they will not open. Mm. I don't understand that. That seems like a seems like a mistake. Chocolate chip bags are like that. There's a lot of things out there that just like <laughs> how hard just, is it to create a bag that opens well? Especially if you're Kellogg's. Mm-hmm. Sorry, now this is turning into a bit of a hot take. We got all this far Jeez. without your having a moment of silence here today. For what? Your guy. The inventor. Oh, I know. Did you hear about this, Brock? The guy who invented Pop-Tarts died yesterday. <gasps> he was 96 years old, so obviously oh. the Pop-Tarts kept him alive for, yeah. for yes. many, many years. But here's the crazy thing about it. He he uh, uh, invented Pop-Tarts along with his team for the Kellogg's company, right? Mm-hmm. Biggest cereal company in the world. Mm-hmm. Who is their main competitor? Mm. Post. Post cereal. You okay. know what this guy's last name was? Post. Oh, and he was working for Kellogg's. Oh, Brock. If that's a if that's, that's not a soft take for you, I don't know what is. Soft takes. All right, we gotta take a break. We'll come back with everything you need to know. Some Mariner conversation, his pitchers and catchers report, and a little ranking to end our day. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on seven ten SeattleSports.com. Soft takes. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. We'll be talking about it in greater detail here in about 15 minutes, but today's the day. It's like 70 degrees in Peoria, and the pitchers and catchers have arrived to say hello. They might even play some catch today, Brock. Tomorrow for sure, and then the rest of the squad will be a little bit later this week. It's not the most intense of days, but it is awesome, and it does show you that spring is along the way, that it is almost baseball season, and it is a fun time to think positively, to think about hope. That's why David Schoenfeld yesterday raised his Mariner offseason grade. Jerry DePoto was handed a bad deal. I think he probably back at the end of the season thought he'd get a raise that payroll. So it's not on him that the owners aren't giving him any money. He's had to finagle and deal his way through this offseason. And I think given that, I think he's done a pretty good job. Is this an A offseason? No, of course not. I'd probably give it a C. Are they any better? Potentially, yes. <laughs> I, I think the lineup might be slightly better than last well, year. Well, it's better than the F grade that he had given mm-hmm. them a week or two ago before these last. Yeah, they had moves. to. They had to find a way. Do you remember if we re- rewind back one year, one year ago, in pitchers and catchers report? Obviously, you're coming off the high, the mountaintop, the playoff run, and everything else. But you know what? So much of the pitchers' conversations was last year. All these new pitches. Logan's got a splitter, and Kirby's working on this. Now, Bryce has got a new sinker, right? He's got to find a way to get left-handers out, and he's showcased some of that uh, through some of the social media realms. Mm -hmm. But I think for the top three, man, it's just refining their game. It's protecting them. We'll get to that here in about 10 minutes. The amount of usage last year compared to their peers was off the charts. Yeah, so depth will be a concern there. More from Schoenfeld. My only concern is... There's not a lot of depth after those five. They traded Robbie Ray. They traded Gonzalez. They do still have Emerson Hancock. They do still have, you know, they signed Austin Voth. So there's some guys. The one name that I'll just throw out there, because I thought it was interesting seeing him DFA'd yesterday, is Levi Stout. He was one of the group that was coming up along with this whole crop of Mariner pitchers. And he went to Cincinnati in the Castillo deal. He didn't do very well there. DFA'd yesterday. So maybe that would be some minor league depth, which I would say they could use. 
Here's the second thing you need to know. Seahawks officially announced the names of seven members of the coaching staff. That does include Ryan Grubb and their new defensive coordinator, Adam Durday, and assistant head coach, Leslie Frazier. They got a long way to go. And, Brock, I thought you had some good points on what they should be looking for. Yeah, now you're going to round it out with position coaches and analysts. And I think you'd like to see a little bit of experience there. And I would love to see experience with being a player builder. Because now you're getting to the individual position rooms. Your receiver coach, your QB coach, Fred Walker, a name that was bantered about as a guy that's interviewing for that QB job. But each of those individual position groups, so critical, so important. Look at the job that Dave Canales did a couple years ago with Geno Smith, being his quarterback coach, empowering, building, believing, taking him to a comeback player of the year. Well, that led Canales to an OC job, now ultimately a head coaching job. So these are not nothing jobs. But I think really important to get someone with experience that's built up some players in the past. Meantime, uh, some really big decisions ahead of the Seahawks. You heard K.J. Wright say, yeah, by Friday, he still thinks Geno Smith's going to be here. But he wasn't nearly so sure when it came to the guy they spent a lot of money on last year, Dre Jones. So uh, we should have some information on that to share by Friday. Here's the third thing you need to know. Kraken actually get a win yesterday, their first since the All-Star break. Will it be Tuna time in the two-hole? Tatar scores! Tomas Tatar! Yeah, that was a nice one. That was in the shootout, Brock. 1-1 one, one the score, and they got one. Was that one. on Long Island? It was. They had to get 3,000 miles away to win a shootout. Yes. That's that the first shootout win of the year? I think so. I don't think that's hyperbole. I no, think that I, I might think be. The, I cannot remember another one. In They've the, had overtime wins, but I think yes. that was their first shootout win. They're yes. not very good at that. They might have had one other. I think they had one other. I think that was their second. And Benier's got his seventh goal of the season. Which was good. His first in over a month. And uh, and again, I just, I, I feel so bad. The poor college football programs, they are only getting nearly $8 billion in their six-year deal with ESPN, which is only for the college football yeah. playoffs. Doesn't even cover the regular season or other bowl games, just the playoff. Mm-hmm. So I just hope they're going to be able to survive. That sounds like a like a rough gig. Mm-hmm. You can throw that at me, but then I'm you not go throwing look, it at you. No, no, you can throw it at me, but then no. go look at go look at the employees at those networks and go look at how many have lost their jobs. I'm not talking about the networks. I'm talking about college football. Who's okay. getting the money? Well, you're going to unfortunately see unless there's a commissioner, unless they work together, you're just going to see. I don't know, about 32 of those programs benefit the most from it, and uh, poof, good luck to the rest. I think I could come up with a donation. That's everything you need. To some one of these poor programs. Which which program do you think could, or, could really needs my 50 bucks? Try to help them. They're only getting $8 billion over the next six you years. You think that's how it works? You think it's just, you see that big number, and you think that's just exactly how it works? Yeah. Okay. They just hand them a, a check for $8 billion, yeah, Just in sure. one spot, in one that's shot. Right. That's yeah. right. No, yeah. of course I know it's not like that. But still, yes. it's a lot of freaking money, man. It is for, a lot for, of money. For an organization well, that it, is constantly crying poor and well, asking its fans, begging think, its fans to support its poor players. I would think for the Matt Hasselbacks and the Davey Pollocks and so many of my peers that have lost so many of their jobs. I just saw another company lay off 800 employees yesterday Oof. in the media world. Like, the media world ain't benefiting from that. No, but the media world's the one spending all the money. Correct. It's the college football programs that are bringing in all the money, but they've got to pass along the cost of paying the players to the poor fans mm. who, for some reason, are being asked to spend 50 bucks a pop yeah. just to keep their players around. All right, yeah. let's take a quick break. Uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting today, Brock. It's a wonderful moment, always, no matter what. No matter what your outlook Hope is for your team. Eternal, right? Hope springs eternal when pitchers and catchers report. We'll come right back with some more on the Mariners next. Next, I'm Brock and Salk. 
You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, it's been a fun morning, Brock, in addition to, uh, you know, taking various grief all over the social media realms yesterday. It was fun to kind of continue this conversation, and I'm honestly not upset about any of it. Like, I kind of stand by what I believe, and it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do. It's a little bit about the salary cap, but it's not really about that. It's more about, you know, how do you, how do you, how do the texture said it very well earlier. Is it worth trading a great player to make a great team? Mm-hmm. And in my view, yes. And in my view, DK is the one guy on this roster that might bring you back enough to make it worth it. And oh, by the way, if he doesn't bring you back that much, then you don't do it. Then you mm-hmm. stick with what you got and you try to find another way around the problem. So mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who read it uh, or commented on it or didn't yell at me for whatever reason. I appreciate you. It's also the day the pitchers and catchers report, which is awesome. And this Mariner team is also imperfect, but their pitching staff got some really high upside yeah these man. are their guys man this is this is your this is your group you know uh, um there's going to be a lot of new faces in the lineup going to be a lot of new positional players that we're going to get to learn and get to know there's a bunch of them that have had moments in their career where they carry teams where they're phenomenal a bunch of them are a little older have some injury history and a Haniger and a Polanco and and you know a Riley's going to be fun to discover all of that but the identity and the essence of your team Something you want to hang your hat on, right? We talked with KJ about that last hour. If if Mike McDonald wants to build this team along with John Schneider in his image, well, Scott Service and Jerry Depoto have built as a pitcher, catcher, battery, have built this organization and this team in their image. And that is with those dudes showing up today. Yeah. That is with those guys that are getting to work today. Logan's already been getting to work. I can't wait to see all his new toys in his bag. George Kirby's going to come in impeccable shape. I will have a little eye on Luis Castillo. You know, Ryan Davis wrote that piece on all the guys that exited stage left, mm-hmm. you know, all the trades and all the moves they made. And you just kind of slipped in there that, yeah, the organization didn't love some of the shape that Eugenio Suarez came in. And with the WBC and everything else, it, it played into some of that. Luis is different than his peers. He's different in a lot of ways, a lot older, uh, a lot more kind of wear and tear on the arm. And mm-hmm. he uses spring training salt to really get himself into shape. You know, remember last year? Watching that first spring, his first spring training outing, he was sitting like a 90 and 91, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is, good. <laughs> is he all right? right? Is he hurt? Like what? He was no, just fine. He's, he's just building up, mm-hmm. and he just uses these six weeks to kind of seven weeks to he build also, himself up. You would say did have a better start to last season than we were expecting, right? Because that yeah. was sort of the knock on him is that his April, May was really not him at his best. It wasn't until later in the year. And he had a much better start to last season. He did did. taper off a little bit in September. So that may be something they're looking at also and trying to figure out how to get the most out of out of Luis Castillo over the course of an entirety of a baseball season. Is it realistic to think that that group can take another step? Is it realistic to think and, and, you know, my buddy, they remain healthy. Yeah. Yeah. This is is another if I think it is because four of them are under the age of 28. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> Logan Gilbert is the oldest of the non uh, the non Luis Castillo group, and he's going to be 27 this year. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's unreasonable. I think Logan, I said it earlier, is kind of at the age where he's going to start to learn how to pitch in addition to how to throw. Mm-hmm. And you know, George Kirby is coming into his 
third year in the league where he's starting to figure out what it takes to be great, having the confidence in his stuff and, and, and everything else that goes with him. And then you got the two young kids where, you know, last year was just getting their feet wet. Mm-hmm. Last year was 100% just going on stuff and trying not to be overwhelmed. And now they come back in having had some success and knowing where they stand in the rotation. But a lot of innings, man. Bryce threw 150, Wu threw 130, a yep. lot more than they've ever thrown in their life. Bryce, a little bit more built up for that moment. Salk, I have been pretty consistent over the last month as we looked at these roster construction and moves and everything. And I think that there is a strong case to make. If you're going to spend, it's spending on another arm. If that is your identity, if that is the core of your team, if that's the culture and who you are, I think there's a strong case to be made. And I'll paint it this way. I'll paint it with raw numbers. I said this in the opening of the show. You had three guys throw over 190 innings, you know, which is tremendous in Logan and George and Luis. Three of them. There were only 12 other dudes in all of baseball amongst the 29 other teams. Less than half a guy per team, and you had three of them on yours. Only one other team, the Phillies, had two. Every other team had just one guy throw over that amount of load. So you say, well, what's the big deal? You know, that's awesome. And it certainly was. Well, the big deal is rewind back one more calendar year. And this is all a tip of the cap to my buddy Luke Arkins that does so much great work over there with Churchill and everything else. Go back to 22, and those guys that threw 190 Indian Salt, guess how many there were? 14. So 15 last year, you had three of them. 14 the year before. Out of those 14 in 2023, how many of those guys made more than 25 starts? Mm -hmm. Six of them missed. Six of them did not get to 25 starts almost half the next year. Almost half of them. Interesting, though, to see that at like 185. I mean, like, is the difference? No, they didn't make 25 starts. They didn't. So they missed seven, eight starts. I get it. I I was just saying, like, it would be interesting to see those same numbers for 185 innings or 180. Like, what is the difference? Both Kirby and Gilbert went the exact same amount, 190.2. Is How that, many starts? Is that uh, for them? That was 31 and mm-hmm. 32 starts, respectively. Right. I mean, that's really the number two, right? 31, over 30 starts. 33 for Castillo. Yep. 25 for Miller, 18 mm-hmm. for Wu. Yep. And for Wu, I mean, he is the one that, you know, I think has a, a real high level of concern going mm-hmm. in. You're going to have to have a very, very strong watch, and they will. This is a core. This is who they are. So what they do. This is So I, I'm not nervous, Nelly. This is not anything negative. I'm not painting it in that no, way. No, it's at a concern. All. There's no doubt. And that's why we've talked about the the need for more organizational depth at the pitching spot. And Emerson Hancock's going to factor into this season, hopefully in all in all likelihood, more than last year. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone's got to replace the ten starts from Marco Gonzalez and the ones from Chris Flexen. And like all of those need to be replaced somehow. Yep. So yeah, pitching depth is going to be important for them. But at the at the top end of it, man, those three guys and what they're capable of is the reason to have any level of excitement for this team it's them and julio that's yep. sort of what the basis of yes. this roster is that's, uh, you hang your hat on them uh, by the way a little note on hancock as well emerson he had never thrown over a hundred innings in his life collegiately professionally in last year he threw 110 so he too like you got new benchmark new benchmark new benchmark right you got a lot of those new benchmarks and that if there is an area within your roster, if you want to look at roster construction, if there's an area and you use 13 starters last year, <laughs> you you don't, I don't even think you could get to 13 starters. I mean, you'd be not right now. No, not right now. No, you could probably get to eight. So the, I think there is just kind of a sentiment like, man, mm-hmm. if there is a Dylan Cease, can you get a Dylan Cease without giving away a woo? No. 
You know, I mean, that's the problem. You the have problem to rob no. Peter to pay Paul. Yes. Or can you find, a, you know, is a, is a Harry Ford? You want to talk about giving something good, one of your top prospects, one of those guys, you know, at the positional level, because nine you, of your top I, ten I think prospects. You, I, I think Harry Ford will end up being available and probably ends up breaking into the majors somewhere else, is my guess. Okay. But I sure wouldn't want to do that until I'd signed Cal Raleigh to a long-term deal, mm-hmm. right? Just the pressure and the leverage and all of yep. it that would kind of go with that. So, yep. yeah, I mean, those are all really great questions about the future of this team. And they did trade away a lot of that depth, right? They mm-hmm. traded away Levi Stout. He's available, which is why I brought his name up a couple times earlier. They traded away, uh, what's his name? Brandon Ray. Williamson, right? Mm-hmm. Who was, oh, yeah. Right? I mean, oh, no, the young guys that were gotcha. all kind of coming up together, yes. they're all either up or they've been traded. Mm-hmm. So now you're kind of waiting for the next group, the next wave. Yep. Um, I got some sound here that I wanted to play. Uh, uh, this is from David Schoenfeld. Uh, I played you some of the stuff on the pitching rotation, but I heard two things, one from him and then one I kind of just... And David, uh, an ESPN guy, right? A local guy. Yes. Super, super passionate about the Mariners. Here's, uh, here's a little positive. He was very high on Josh Rojas. Yeah, I think Josh Rojas is, is another key guy. He had a couple good years with Arizona. You know, he was okay when he came over from Arizona last year. Not great, but I think there's a little more in him. I think he could surprise and be a nice role player for, for Seattle this year. Yeah, so he's probably going to end up platooning at third base, assuming they don't make another move. Um, he'll play a little at second, but he will probably be your primary platoon guy at third base. And we did see a little of that yesterday. We did. Or last year, rather. We did, man. He did a nice job when you look at the numbers yep. and you look at a September swoon for a lot of guys. You he know? picked it up. He did. He was one of those that picked up the pieces. Julio didn't have a great September. Luis didn't. If you just said it right there, it's like, Luis, Julio, you're starting. You know, some of those guys did not have a strong finish to the season. And Rojas, a very pleasant surprise, came in and hit way better than he had in the hundred and some games for Arizona over the course of the season. And, you know, as, he, as we know, Saul, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a talker. Great dude. Dude, we got some talkers. Absolutely. We got a Rojas. We got a Garver. Like, this team's got some talkers. Yeah, it's interesting. The guy who he came over with, Dominic Canzone, is another one that I think that we're going to have to be a little open-minded about this year. I know the Mariners guys are super, super high on him. They don't think that he that we saw him at his best last year, whether it was dealing with some minor injuries and that type of stuff, just generally feeling comfortable and getting a swing into the right place. They really like him. They think that they're not to say that he's going to be a superstar, but they believe there's enough there to warrant giving him some mm. time to figure out if he's that guy in a yeah. platoon with Hanniger. Right? What is Where, he? Well, what, like if they really like him, and you were to say, you know, what would be a what would is he a twenty bag twenty homer kind of guy? Is that a ceiling? I don't for think him? he steals twenty bags. Okay. No, I think he has more. From what I understand, he's got more pop than he showed last year. So they do think that there's some home run potential in there and they think he'll be able to give you better at bats Mm -hmm. than he did last year. So they, they think that there's more to that. And if he grows into a dude, if he does grow into a 20 home run guy playing only against right handers, Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be a pretty big deal. He is a strong watch for me. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a handful of them and, you know, we'll get into more of this next week, and the positional guys will get into Peoria, and then, golly, we're there in like six shows. It's crazy how fast it's going to come, and we'll get into more of previewing, but he's like one of those I got to watch on. 
you know, came in, young guy, not easy to do to be traded at the deadline, easier for a Rojas, a little more veteran guy, a little more seasoning, could see the writing on the wall, wasn't really working out in Arizona and couldn't wait for a fresh start somewhere else. And especially with a Seattle that was so struggling with Wong at second, all that stuff, like, great, here's a reset. Ken's on different boat, man. Young guy, hadn't really been through it. Had just come up with Arizona, and now I get traded away, and I got to find my footing in a whole new place, and how do I fit in in this outfield, and this all, you know, a lot of moving pieces. But all the while, that dude had a little edge to him. Mm-hmm. He got a little, like, he's got a little bit of something. You know, spits a little fire. Yeah. I, and I'll, I'll be watching him. I think there's a reason that he is the one most likely to take that spot over the other two left-handed hitters, which would be uh, Cade Marlowe and um, Taylor and Trammell. Because mm-hmm. I think they just see a little bit more upside there. Yeah. Tr- I mean, we saw Marlowe put up better numbers last year. Quite frankly. Marlowe had a lot of good at bats. He had a lot of good at bats at first. Bats. And then they stopped and they kind right. of went in the other direction. But. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they think that there's more upside potential in Canzone. If it so. doesn't work, then, yeah, you will probably see Cade Marlowe take a spot. They're within a year of the same age of each other. Yep. You know, Unfortunately for Taylor Trammell, he's out of options because he's come up so often. He's only 25. He's the same age as Canzone, yep. but he's come up so many times that he's kind of out of options. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you know, can you get him through waivers and get him back on the minor league team? Probably would be my guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see where, where a few of those a few of those conversations go. The so other pitchers, last thing oh, I want yeah. to say here, Brock, mm-hmm. in the last minute or two we have is in addition to pitchers reporting today, catchers report today too. <laughs> and obviously ninety nine percent of the catcher conversation yep. around the Mariners yep. is going to be around Cal Raleigh, who you know, stepped into a leadership role, right? Showed last year that that he is one of the guys on this team and, quite frankly, showed that he is a, you know, a legitimate dude and one of the better catchers in the league. Yes. Yeah. And do you take, uh, was it Shannon last week with us? It was Shannon. When we kind of asked her, like, hey, do you think that there's going to be pitchers and catchers report today, positional players right around the corner? Do you think there's got to be a clearing of the air? Do you think that there's got to be, you know, just some of put to bed everything at the end of last year? Mm-hmm. And I think I tend to agree with Shannon. I don't think it will be certainly nothing we hear about. I don't think it'll be a terribly public forum. I think if that's going to happen, it's probably already happened with phone calls. Uh, you know, Cal being the leader that he is, you know, if he felt like he had to reach out to a can zone or reach out to some of these guys. The more we talk about that leading in, it does really feel like it's water under the bridge. Well, I, I think that they're going to treat it that way. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know that that's not a mistake. I don't I don't know what the best way to do it is. But yeah, I don't I think that they've handled a lot of that stuff behind the scenes rather than trying to address it in a big group setting. The last name I'll throw at you is Sebi Zavala. Yes, he's the backup catcher. He's going to be the new backup catcher. Yep. He's not much of a hitter. That's not yeah. going to be his job. He's not going to be pinch hitting late in games the way Tom Murphy He's might He's not going to do the squat that Tom Murphy does and the ninja moves and everything I else and hit bombs. It. Nope, yeah. I don't think you're going to see mm-hmm. that. But I think he's going to, you know, he'll be your backup catcher, pretty good defensive guy, and I don't think we're going to see a ton of Mitch Garver back there. Not that we wouldn't ever see it, maybe a handful of times during the season, mm-hmm. but I think they really want to make sure. They got him for his bat, and they don't want him to get hurt. And he's not like a great defensive catcher or anything. So I don't, I mean, you may see it in spring training. I don't think you're going to see it a whole heck of a lot yep. once we get to the regular season. All right. Great stuff today. Great conversation. Let's finish with some ranking. 
Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwumfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salk. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. Soft takes. Oh, sorry. We're not doing any more soft takes. We're done with those. For today. <laughs> Did you enjoy the soft takes? <laughs> what do you mean, thank goodness? No, I said my goodness. Oh. Sultry? It's, it's, Is that what yeah. you would say? Sultry, yes. Soft takes. <laughs> Those are funny. I thought Colleen really enjoyed that. I think she did. It's a whole different side. I mean, she's like she a got, professional yeah. news She person. got to be an actor for a minute. You yes. throw her in that role, and Colleen, like, steps out of her shell. Comes alive. Gotta love Colleen. I got to know Colleen a few years ago. She's awesome. Really, really cool person. All right. Uh, with uh, the Luda conversation we had earlier, Brock, I know what a huge Luda fan you are. We thought that we would rank. This is a joint effort with Justin, Amora, and me. We thought we would rank actor rappers ranked. Now, in order, now there are some rules to this. I know Mora loves rules and ranks. So, in honor of Mora, it, you can't be just good at one Stop of the two things. Me in this. You can't. <laughs> this is what you say you want to rank every day. Yeah. We, you can't be just good at one of two things. So, like Mark Wahlberg gets an honorable mention, but he's terrible at rapping. He's a great actor. But he only has one of the two. So we're trying to rank Brock guys who real or people Jeez. who have really done well at both. Okay. Okay. So we got some honorable mentions, as you might imagine. Mark Wahlberg, I mentioned. Eminem, one of the great rappers ever. Great at playing himself. Mm. But other than that, his other yeah. acting jobs are not like incredible. Irony is just now I saw that he's uh, co-producing a documentary film about crazy super fans. Oh, interesting. I wonder if he's going to be in it. Is it called yeah. Stan? Well, it's partially inspired by the fact that he had so many, right. which was Stan inspired, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. He is good at playing himself. Eight Miles is a great movie. It is a good movie. I like that. Cheddar Bob. My favorite character. <laughs> uh, you got Tupac. He was in a Short, bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, good. Juice. Yeah. Above the Rim. A bunch of other things. Obviously, one of the great rappers ever. Yeah. But the acting career is not like going to put him into the top five of this list. Uh, most deaf, great in the Italian job. A bunch of other things. 16 blocks, mm. Monsters Ball. Most deaf, by the way, is really he's a close contender, I think, for the top five. Huh. And I think he is one of the he's one of my favorite rappers. I love most deaf. Not on the list, but are you at least going to mention Shaq? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, moving on. Next. I do like any any Shaq Fu stuff that he did with the Fushnikins. I'm the Hoopa, the Hypa. Yeah. <laughs> DMX did Belly and Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave. Definitely like a type. He was a little bit of a one, one-trick one pony when it came to uh, acting and, quite frankly, to rapping. But I am a huge DMX fan, so i got to throw it out there. Was that Mora's first song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, doing her DMX impression. Yep. Stop. Launched my career. Drop, drop. Yeah. <laughs> Launched her career. Uh, Andre 3000 from oh, Outcast Rock. Great. Yep. Hmm. He was really good in Four Brothers. But he's he can, he can still be funny. Too. Yeah. Like he's got more range. Have you ever thought about how many movies you've seen in your lifetime? Not really. Golly. You think I've seen a lot? Yes. Not really. I'm not like a big movie guy. I think there was a period of your life where there must have been. Like, I think you're bigger than... The, the you 90s? talk about movies more than anyone else on this show. Yes. Well, I don't say much. We are bigger movie guys than any of us. Yeah, but that doesn't say much. Combined. <laughs> that says nothing. That Come does on. not put me... That's... Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. You know what no. today is the uh, 18th anniversary of? Sorry, not 18th. 
20. Silence of the Lions. 28, is this right? What? Oh, it's 28, yes. Today it's is the anniversary of the Wildcats was released. Oh, oh wow. Big I day. thought it was Silence of the Lambs. That too. Uh, I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. How about that? <sighs> Definitely. I've never seen what? it. I've seen Wildcats a few times. Uh, LL Cool J uh, had quite the career as well. Still does. Snoop Dogg. I do love Snoop, especially in Training Day, Soul Plane, bunch of other things. But you know what's remarkable about Silence of the Lambs? Still plays today. Still scary. Still play. Yes. Still yeah. scary. Final scene. Still can. I watch. like it. Ti, Nick Cannon was in what Drumline? I can't what? think of it. That's a Taylor saying Drumline. I can't yeah. think of any other movies. Seen Wild Now. What? What? Yeah. Nick he also Cannon hosts was a rapper. The, sort of. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Busta was very close for me. <laughs> Love Busta. He's also in, uh, what's that movie? Loser? You ever see Loser? No. Oh, Jason Biggs movie? Yeah, I think he's in that, isn't he? I didn't he? know that. Yeah. Um, okay. Common, bunch okay. of stuff. Ludacris, okay, who we mentioned. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Ice Cube, Exhibit, 50 More, Cent. Are you There's ready for the top five? You ready for the top five? Yeah. yeah All right, too. number five for me is Ice-T. Wow. Yeah. Five. I thought he'd be Long higher. Time for all, for all, well, the top four are pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. For all of the, you know, all the years on Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, New Jack City, Ricochet. I mean, he's been in a ton of movies, yes. all the while being like one of the legendary rappers. I think he's probably at this point more an actor than he is a rapper. Hmm. Okay, like, I think he's had more success as an actor than a rapper. I would agree, but yeah. so far, so far, number but he was five one of the most influential early hip hop artists. True, yes. older, but so. he, I think he's had more success as a as a. I mean, like he did Body Count and the Colors, a couple of other things, but like most of his music colors. isn't iconic. His music is so polarized. Like you we had to die, really be into that kind of music. Yes, colors. but he's done a ton of stuff on TV. Wow. So he's number five on my list. Right. Number four is Queen Latifah. And again, I would think at this point she's known more as a as a as an actor than a than a rapper. She did what like UNITY some good stuff, but she's in a ton of movies. Set it off, Juice, Bone Collector, Taxi. She's done you know TV shows. What's that movie she did with Steve Martin? Bringing down the house. You always bring up that movie. I love that movie. (laughs) That's because my old apartment was in it. She was in uh, Stranger Than Fiction. We just brought that up. Oh yes. Yep, that's a good one. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff for Queen uh, Latifah, Queen Latifah four. number four. Right. Yeah. Number three is Donald Glover. Oh, He's he sort of a it. sort of a new addition. Did to not this. expect huh? Donald Glover to be in the top five. Huh? I was, yeah, but he's great, in, him in an great in community. Great oh, in him. Atlanta. He, isn't he in the new Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith, yeah, yeah. He's in The Martian. I've been watching it. It's a little weird. Is it? I liked He used to have like a weird YouTube sketch comedy group called Derek Comedy. I think that was really funny. Pre- he, he is talented, man. He is incredibly talented. So I'm going to put him at number three. Oh, okay. That feels high. Ahead of Queen Latifah. Ahead of Ice-T. Yeah, feels, feels high. Yeah, all right. That's fine. kind of crazy, though. Yeah. Hey, uh, soft takes are <laughs> <laughs> it is a pretty what soft take. What can I tell you? Soft takes. I got Donald Glover number three, Brock. Number two for me. Soft takes. Method Man. Stuff. Method Man? Yeah. Wow. What? I love meth. Method Anything Method Man's actor. in, I'm in. Mostly because he's one of my favorite rappers just by himself. I love all of his stuff with Redman. I loved How High, even though nobody did. He's great in Garden State. He's awesome in The Wire. Like I'm, t- I'm taking Method Man. He's awesome. Number two. 
Okay. Just a few missing, so Rocks. we only have two two yeah. spots left. Who's missing? No, I'm looking Red these Man. people up. You think I'm Red Man was missing? You think I was Did missing Machine Gun Kelly? People are texting. No. Did you say 50 Cent? Uh, no, I forgot to mention. I mean, 50 he actually, cents. Actually, did. 50 cents he actually did method good. acting where he lost like a ton of weight for a role. Like, I sickly. I gotta be honest. I don't know that I've ever seen anything with him in it. Number one's been in the building, right? Mm, Ice Cube? No. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't really like most of Ice Cube's movies. Wow. I like Three Kings. 50 no. Cent was good. Dennis Number Phoenix. one is controversial now because of what's happened here in the last year or so, but it's got to be Will Smith. Will Smith is number one. He's been like okay. a, a like an Academy Award winning actor. He's got mega, mega the hits. body of work on both sides. It's, it's, it's clear yeah. number one. Ice Cube could, you know what, Brock? You're right. You know yeah. what? I'd like to, I'd like to add it. I'm going to put Ice Cube into the Soft top five, and I will remove Donald Glover. <laughs> Thank you. Donald Glover's out of the top five now? Yeah. Okay. Soft taste. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're gonna... is, this, is this a ranked first? I'll switch them. I didn't think Donald Glover needed to be in the top five. Mm. Mm. Soft taste. I'm willing to make that change. <laughs> I can't anymore with that. Please. <laughs> 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 hey, we're going to have a uh, kind of a college kid morphing into a pro kid. At so. 7.30? Yeah, and he's up early. Are he you was sure? up at 6.30 texting me today. It. Yes. I don't yes, know. Brock, was. all I'm going to say is if it goes awry, you know okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at you and say, fix this. You yes, know this breaks my rules tomorrow. I know. All right. Hopefully it goes well. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. The pitchers and catchers have reported, and maybe there'll be huge news on that front, or maybe they'll just play catch. Hopefully they'll be free and easy. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Stick around for Bump and Stacy next. Until then, the hay. Softly in the barn. See you, everybody. Get to the chopper!